0: Morning, afternoon, night. This is We Are Not Prepared, and we are your hosts, Byron and Mark Ivy. We are not prepared. I said, We are not prepared. Today, we're not. We're really not prepared today. We're not prepared today. Let's just do that the whole podcast. For 30 minutes, you get Mark and I singing Ebony and Ivory (laughs) Ivy.
1: Black and white, baby. And we have a special guest. And she. Welcome back. Welcome back,
0: welcome back, our first repeat guest. That's true, and it's only because we are paying her. Well, also... I'm
2: getting paid for this?
0: Oh, yeah. I got oranges over there. There you go. Oranges and apples. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, back on the show, you know her as Fat Cat with a PH. You know her as Kit Kat. You know her as future Congresswoman Cat. That's why she's on today to talk about her running for Congress, Congresswoman Caitlin Hamilton, everyone.
2: Good morning. Woo!
0: Now, would you run for office? No, you wouldn't.
2: No, I don't want that responsibility.
0: Wait, why are you on then? What? I don't know.
2: You why? You just pulled that one out.
0: Oh, well, board. that's what yeah. that's what Congress people do. Where did he pull it out of?
2: His bag of tricks.
0: <laughs> Very <laughs> nice. See? She's a. I'm so glad you're here. Okay. Hi there. Hi, Byron. All right. I have. So word for the day, transparency. So yes, this is we're gonna get naked episode. It is hot in here. I'm just gonna start ripping my clothes off unless your daughter comes in here and then put them on. Yeah, we got my four year old in the uh, producing office,
1: the producer office with some coloring books. Jasmine was has been waiting forever. To bust those out, because what if there's a kid that needs to be entertained? And nothing is better than, what Caitlin, the other day, someone needed a Tide pin, and I had a Tide pin. And so, like, I'm that guy, like, I'm not Mr. Pocket Knife guy, but I do carry a pocket knife just in case someone's like, so you want to go a pocket knife?
0: I do! And I get so excited to have it, you know? Do you remember the Price is Right show? Come on down. And they would ask, like, stuff that people had, like the weirdest stuff. Do you have, like, a compass? Anybody have a compass in their purse? That's not
1: Price is Right. That's Wayne Brady's son. You're talking about deal or no deal. Or yeah. Oh, that's right.
0: Deal or no. May, let's make a deal. Yeah, let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. Thank you. Did you know either of these? No. Cat. Okay. Do you remember on airplanes um, back in the day when, like,
1: they would do, does anyone have a quarter from 1982?
0: I do remember that. I do remember that. I didn't until this moment. It just flooding. That was pre-9-11. They don't do that anymore. PTSD. How are you, Kat? Good. How are you? Good. So do you want to hear about transparency? Yeah. You do? Because that's what marriage is all about. Caitlin. We're not marrying here. Caitlin is getting married next month. Yeah.
2: That's not public information. It's not? (laughs) No.
0: Well, we have a listenership of two. So unless one of those people want to expose you. So, okay. You're keeping it a secret? Yes. How come?
2: Uh, Because we're not really having a wedding. So we've told like our parents and grandparents, but. Not the general pop.
0: You really would do well just being a hermit living in a cabin by yourself. When you yeah, in that, that sounds the, great. And I could, could tell just living a in the mountain, you and your you and your whoever this guy is, but you're <laughs> gonna do something in the future. I've made it all up. We're not gonna be transparent about it. <laughs> if you
2: ever
1: if you ever decide to go blind, you're gonna make a great blind person. Thank you. You're just stuck at home, not going anywhere. You'll be like this. Rules. This rules.
2: I would be. No, I'd get antsy.
1: Because you are afraid of the world, so what better way than not to see the world, right? Am I afraid of the world? Are you? Am I? Let's get into that. Well. You're afraid of something.
2: I'm afraid of lots of things.
1: What are you afraid of,
0: Byron? Uh, Don't say white people. No, no. I'm afraid of um, meaningless... I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of. It's really interesting. I like water. I like going to the ocean, but I actually have a fear of water, and so I'm getting ready to start doing swim lessons. Water's
1: ter. Water is terrifying. It's the it's the most beautiful thing. Like you said, when you look out into the ocean, and then. You you like see tsunamis or something, and you see that ocean in a whole another way. We were just talking about tsunamis in that the uh, the Turkey earthquake. It didn't cause one, but most most of the time, all the deaths from an earthquake come from tsunamis. A tsunami. Yeah, and um, the uh, the animals like go to high ground thirty minutes before, thirty minutes to an hour before the tsunami hits because they know.
0: So so if I see a cow. On a mountaintop, you better follow that cow. <laughs> Heading for, but you're tunnel. afraid of heights, so you're going to be screwed. That's true. I'll just right be in the middle, in the middle. I think I'm afraid of um, some new situations. You ever afraid of new situations? All the time. All the time. Tell me one. Like all of them. Okay, a I can't more. think
2: of a specific example okay. right now.
0: <laughs> you know that every time I speak in front of a group, our DJ. I'm afraid.
1: You're afraid that they won't dance at a wedding?
0: I'm just afraid of the whole having to interact with them. I mean, the whole. So why do you do it? Because I really like it once I do it. It's kind of like once I walk through that fear, I really like it Mm -hmm. a lot. But there have been times where I'm close to like barfing. That I'm so nervous being in front of a group of people. See, I
1: love so that fear is what is actually my. Ad- I love adrenaline, right? So I love heights. I love almost everything. You don't. I love everything you're afraid of, and so I am afraid at like the walk up to a microphone or something. Like whether it's to speak in a group of people, whether it's to do stand up comedy, the walk up. Is terrifying but it but it feels my adrenaline which turns into excitement
0: mine does too Yeah.
1: get this one I'm afraid of I'm this is really weird and I I can't break it down I think there's a shrink next door that maybe we can bring in sometime and she can explain it to me sometimes I get terrified of getting my sight back hmm because I've now lived a longer life blind than I have sighted and everything since going blind has led to like who I am today and my identity. And so sometimes like I freak out of like if there's a cure, first off, I would for sure, get you know, get the cure. Don't get me wrong, but it but that's would such
2: a big part of who you are, right. is your blindness.
1: But it's weird to talk to, to tell people that. Because it sounds you know crazy, but mm. it's yeah it's like who would I be or what would I do?
0: That's good stuff. You?
2: I don't even know. But you're Lots afraid of? of stuff, yeah. Crowds, public speaking, spiders.
0: In that order?
2: No, spiders are probably scarier than crowds. They are. They don't talk back. <laughs> <laughs> so they when don't tell were, me where they when are. you were
0: when you were like a teenager, were you? Really shy,
2: yeah. I've been painfully shy for a long time.
0: And so, when Caitlin showed up
1: to work, yeah, she was like shy and everything. But that's just because it's like, oh well, it's what who what new employee on their first week isn't shy? But I had I had you pegged as like completely mi- wrong, completely <laughs> Mrs. High School, Mrs. Sorority, like you know, too many friends because that's how you interact with me
0: so you mean blind people can be prejudiced
1: i, I, well, I don't know i think it's just
0: the wrong i had a that hunch is a prejudice. i had a hunch that's and just, it was wrong it's a prejudice okay you prejudge what she was like
1: but it was because the way she interacted with me it and does.
0: and we were almost immediately friends that's just your excuse you prejudge this woman i'm sorry for that case okay, let's clean this up I'll right I'll work here. on forgiving you okay. <laughs> if you're going to run for congress you better
1: get this straight you better fight the shy demons because you're going to be on, on the floor
0: talking about the bills that you have don't worry no one pays attention on the, that's probably that's like true. the safest place right. for you to talk because they're all like reading newspapers and right. not there eating lunch whatever they do yeah. So training. stocks. Okay, so this, <laughs> so spiders, crowds. Um,
2: Public speaking.
0: Public speaking. Fear of success?
2: Not afraid of success. You I'm afraid? Afraid of, of failure.
0: Afraid of failure. I fail all the time,
1: so I'm pretty used to it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm fair. I'm, I'm like not afraid of small failures. I'm afraid of not like having my life together. Failures.
0: And so your life together would be?
2: Just security and stability in general. Hmm. So alcoholism runs in my family, so I'm terrified of becoming an alcoholic. That would be a failure in my opinion.
0: You ever had a drink?
2: Yes. Not since before I was 21.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. So we're, going, we're together. Mm-hmm. So when were you 21?
2: Uh... 3 20, years ago. Yeah. 3 3 almost 4 years ago.
0: So see, I- What, Are you afraid of math too? Yep,
2: I am.
1: <laughs> math. I'm terrified of math. It's
2: terrifying.
0: Math.
1: I took I'm so f- afraid of math that in college um I say afraid of math. I'm so bad at math that I had to take two remedial courses just to be able to take college algebra, right? So like these courses count for nothing. It sounds you,
2: like you really like math. You do so much of it.
1: <laughs> if you fail it, they don't even care. They're like, whatever, give me your money, try again. And so to get to college algebra, I found a loophole that you can take um, uh, math for critical thinking. And math for critical thinking should be required because it's like real life math, like mortgages and balancing checkbooks and Everything that, like, you have to learn that has nothing to do with the algebra that you've been learning your whole life, right? And so you can enroll in both at the same time. So I enrolled in both classes, and I made sure the college algebra was online. And I paid my buddy $200 to keep me afloat in the college algebra online course. I was like, do all I need to see all I need. And so this this overachiever got a B, and I got an A in math for critical thinking. And so the system recognized that I had the passing math course, and that's how I got through math in college.
0: (laughs) I actually did a foreign language. It was my choice. So I took Swahili, a a language that I use quite often today. Because there's so many people in America that speak Swahili.
2: Oh, yeah. It's basically like the second most popular language, right?
0: (laughs) I've never heard of that. Who speaks it? In Kenya. Kenya, okay. Not even all of Africa. Just one little section of Africa speaks. How does that happen? How do all these
1: languages form different? Remember when Harsh was on? For all the listeners out there, go back and listen to our uh, whatever episode with our Indian friend Harsh. And so in India, he said there's like a handful of different languages, which is odd to me because anywhere you travel in our nation, you're able to speak to that person.
0: Sorta, of. because we have like like teenagers make up their own language all the time.
1: Oh, Caitlin tells me new
0: new words all the time.
2: I'm your token Gen Z person. Yeah,
0: and so.
1: Caitlin, what slaps mean? <laughs> She's like, it means it rules. And I'm like,
0: okay. So you grew up in Tulsa? Yes. And you were this shy girl in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Now, if you could be anyone, like if you fantasize being someone else all this time that you spend in the woods by yourself, <laughs> who would you fantasize? Tell tell me, like, a famous person that you would be like. That's a good one.
2: Uh, Jane Goodall.
0: So you'd be out with, like, monkeys.
2: Yeah. So I guess that's not a far cry from where I am if I'm in the <laughs> woods,
0: in the mountains. <laughs> All you need are the gorillas. Yep. So that's very—now are you interested in science? Yeah. What part, What kind of science?
2: Any part. I like learning.
0: Okay. So can we go to transparency now? Yeah. Because this is actually science here. This, I'm going to read this. This is from Talking to Strangers with Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. The idea of transparency has a long history. Blah, blah, blah. Charles Darwin that smile published that smiling and frowning and wrinkling our noses in disgust were things that every human did as part of evolutionary adaption. So we have to have a certain amount. What they're saying is you have to have a certain amount of transparency. Otherwise, we can't connect with other human beings. So we think of transparency as just sharing deep, dark secrets. But actually, um, us being able to see, you ever see your dogs like when they fight and then one will just roll over and expose himself? Not exposed, but show his weakness to the other dog, kind of mm-hmm. submit.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: see that's an act of transparency to say, you are stronger than I, I'm just going to flip over on my back. We as humans do those sort of things also. So how what's
1: the, what's the difference between submission and transparency?
0: Well, transparency is seen. Right, but what that example sounds like submission. but It is, but it's also an act of transparency. So maybe if the dog is barking like, so it's putting up a front like, I'm going to kick your butt. But then the other dog is closer, and so then the dog rolls over on his back, and in an act of transparency goes, okay.
2: Just kidding. I don't want this. Yeah,
0: I don't want this. And so we do that as humans, also. Doggy style. Yes, <laughs> doggy style. So it is. So for me, that was just a fascinating. Though. I need to read
1: some Malcolm yeah. Gladwell books. He's got he's got a lot of. Uh, he's a deep
0: thinker that can. That idiots si- can relate to, and he puts a lot of science and research Not behind an his, yes. his stuff too.
2: And we had to read Outliers for yes. a class in college, and it's pretty cool.
0: And tipping Point was his first.
2: I don't remember that one.
0: So, one of my pro- one of my problems with transparency is when I'm with a different culture than I than the culture I'm used to associating with. And I don't even mean like black people. I mean, just like in my regular everyday. So let's say, for instance, if I went to a group that was all blind, one of the struggles I have is how do I show transparency so that people can see me who can't see? Somehow you do it. I don't know how, but you like
1: I, and this isn't just coming from me, but you have a lot of interactions with blind folks at new view and you've held, you know, certain, you've done like little, uh, classes with only blind people. Yes. And I ha I have spoken with a lot, like Gerald Risha, a lot of those folks. And you do, you are transparent with them, and I can tell by the way they talk about you and the, and how comfortable they are around you, and not just blind people. I think that's a that's a skill. I don't know if it's a skill you have or if you had to work hard to get that skill through life, but it seems natural.
2: You're yeah. everyone's safe person.
0: Yes, I do. Thank you. I do not. It does not come. How annoying is that? <laughs> Oh, and no. Not, not at all. <laughs> okay. I just try. So I do try to um, allow myself to be seen, which is hard. That I means sometimes because there's parts of me I don't want people to see, but I think it's important that they see those parts. And so, like, one of the words that always gets me the most uncomfortable. Is when people will say, you're a, good, you're a good man or you're a good person.
1: I get squirmy with that, too.
0: Because inside, I don't feel like a good person. Uh, and so I try and show as much of myself as I can just so I can take that away. Did that make sense?
2: Yeah. I you're relate. showing your belly. Huh? You're showing your belly.
0: I'm showing my belly. I'm rolling mm-hmm. over to people and going.
2: Rub it. <laughs>
1: I relate, yeah, I scary relate to that. And Caitlin, you're, so Caitlin, so it, you you walk a, a fine line of marketing for a group of, of blind, the blind community, right? And so like, I, I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, Caitlin, but when you are telling a blind person's story, like that is like super personal, transparent yes. stuff. And it can easily be, and I've seen this in past in just the history of me being at new view. Like if you don't have the right marketing person that can't, that isn't relating to that human on a human level, then it becomes, and I'm not saying it's always with gross intent, but.
2: It's so easy to make it a sob story. Yeah. But it's not, and it shouldn't be because that's a, that's not what we're here to do. And B, you don't get to be working at NewView or participating in NewView programs without having that push of being better.
0: Let's stop and come back, right back. We'll be right back. Don't change that dial. This is, uh, we're not prepared. We'll be right back. Uh, part two of our guests. Uh, Introduce Congressw-
2: me, Mark. Congress- <laughs> Congresswoman
0: Cat <laughs> is back. She's gone nowhere, actually. But part two, your third episode, the three P, baby. So we at our last episode, you you made me because we were talking about like being safe to share and talk. It is interesting that because in our last episode, if you were not listening. Caitlin says that she would rather be on a mountain with a gorilla than with people. (laughs) And so going on that theme, it is interesting because you are probably one of the safest people I have been around to just be around. Thank you. I second that. And so really, you're just a very safe person. But what you're saying is really... You'd you'd rather have a gorilla than me and Mark?
2: No, not at
1: all. <laughs> hey, the, the whole I keep envisioning the gorilla. Have you all seen Mighty Joe Young?
0: Yes. Don't go. Don't start telling.
1: I'm not. But your are <laughs> char is it Charlie's Thorn or who's that? I in, don't know. Whoever's in that that connects to the gorilla, and just it's the gorilla and that girl. And they're, you know, they're buds and they just hang out the whole movie. I can now just see Caitlyn and this gorilla who's stomping everyone. Just stop and look at Caitlyn and be like, come get in my palm. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead, Byron.
0: It's <laughs> just, you just treat him like a mildly uh, senile gorilla. Old person. Yeah. Our senile Byron girl. and I
2: talked yesterday actually about putting you in a home.
0: Putting you in the home. I can't wait. We will come visit. So going back, if, so this is just fascinating to me that you pull, s- just your presence makes people feel very safe. I appreciate that. But yet you don't feel as safe with people.
2: I try to make people feel how I would want to feel. And
0: so, but that doesn't boomerang back to you? Not always. Okay.
1: What makes you feel safe with the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with?
2: Um, he, A, is weird, and B, does not judge me.
0: Okay, so then let's take this. What makes it safe for you to be with, assuming you feel safe being with Mark and I? Mm-hmm. So what makes Mark and I safe for you?
2: Again, the lack of judgment. This You both allow space for people to be who they are. Without judging them.
0: So maybe if we took this to world scale, if people would give people space to be themselves. Yes. They would feel safer. Yes. Very profound. This is going in your book, <laughs> The Congresswoman <laughs> Rights.
1: <Writes. laughs> that would be a great book. You're going to be the best congresswoman.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that. So you're, what you're saying is I have your vote, Mark Ivey.
0: You have my vote. You had my vote anyway, too. Thank you. So your day-to-day, you you do social media.
2: Yes, I do content strategy,
0: So you, officially. <laughs> you, a nice way of saying this, you get paid to be on
2: Facebook. I do. And it's not all as cracked up to be, you know. I tried. So I tried for like the month of January to get off of social media because it's nice to take break every now and then. Uh, And you can't do that when you are managing (laughs) social media professionally. So.
0: No. So do you just scroll and look at what other people are putting on or are you just constantly putting content on?
2: It's a mixture of both. Um, so interacting with specifically in my job, interacting with other organizations and entities that are doing what we're doing, um, DRTC is one that we like to interact with quite a bit because they have a similar mission Uh, and then also posting our own content. Because if you foster that relationship of interacting with each other, it kind of helps lift each other up.
1: DRTC,
0: Dale Rogers Training Center.
2: Yes. They're also a nonprofit in Oklahoma City.
0: So let's say your boss comes in and says, this is the greatest Facebook quote in the history of humankind post it, but in your mind you go, this sucks. What would you do?
2: Um, I would post it. I have an immense amount of trust in my boss that she knows what she's doing and will not steer me wrong.
1: (laughs) What if you didn't, though? What if it wasn't Ashley Howard? The goat. (laughs) That's a good thing. She is the goat. Greatest of all time. Yeah,
2: goat means greatest of all time. I know. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I would handle that.
1: I think you'd post it. Probably. I think 10 years from now, you wouldn't.
2: Well, 10 years from now, I'd probably be my boss. Right? You're going
1: to be a boss in 10 years? Look at Maybe. you. We'll see. So you're going to run for governor.
2: I'm going to run for freaking president.
1: <laughs> you heard it first here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We are prepared. Caitlin, Caitlin what's it going to be? It's
2: Williams. Williams. It's not, it's not yet, though.
0: <laughs> Congresswoman. I remember, we're not talking about that. Oh, yeah.
2: I am Sorry. getting married, but it's a secret win.
0: Okay. So, I have to move because our time is coming to an end. So, today, I just made this up. As a dog, the insights I get are amazing. Today, go out and become aware of someone with a disability and some of the struggles that you would have if you had that disability.
1: And if you're afraid to go find a, a human with a disability, go find a three-legged dog. That is true. Go find a dog that doesn't bark but
0: moves. That that dog's got some issues. So See, I thought this was a good idea, and you're just, like, dogging my—
1: I'm saying if you can't start with a human and you're more comfortable to start with a dog, start with the dog and work your way up to the human. Byron, I'm trying to give these people a game plan
0: okay. to make the world a better place. How sound? about
2: you shouldn't be afraid of people with disabilities? Why are, let's, let's talk about why you're uncomfortable talking to people with disabilities.
0: That's a for great, that is a great point. I should know that I should have some
1: type of answer to that since I've been on both sides of the fence. Like when I was sighted, I was not as comfortable. I have I have always been, so who I am today is still who I was before I lost my vision, but I have gained a a lot since losing my vision and transparency in, in that, in folks who whatever their disability is or whatever their issue is, I am not just comfortable, but I do seek that out for, but I can't tell you why outside of,
0: I know some of what they're feeling. I seek it out, but I do have fear. And my fear is how to approach people in a way that is approachable, if that makes sense. Like some people with disabilities would like a lot of help. Others are the complete 180 degrees opposite. Mm-hmm. And so not knowing, you know, like how to how, how to, to gauge do that. that?
2: Yeah. How to figure yeah. Out.
0: Like I remember at first meeting people with disabilities and I would have to I would catch myself going into baby talk. Mm-hmm. How are you doing in your chair? And then I realized they had like a doctorate in like yeah. polyscience and <laughs> we're like geniuses. Yeah. And
1: I still get, well, I'm not any of what you just said, but I still get baby talking stuff. Or that cane is really neat. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, yeah, you you want it? Is that how neat it is? And I'm like,
0: oh. Yeah. And see, that's just the uh, uncomfortableness of being able to. Yeah. And so you got to put yourself out there, and go. How like if I was walking you, do would you rather me lead, or would you rather um, you just grab? I mean, would you rather just grab a hold of my elbow and me lead, or would you want me to guide you? I mean, those.
1: I know there's been a lot of dog talk, but you're not walking me. I'm not. Not your dog that Thank you. you would guide me. See, I would guide and so you. so that's a good point. So like it's called sighted guide. And so here, the great point. If you here's here's your if you run into someone who has who is blind um, and I know there, there's a million disabilities out there, but th- this one in specifically, if you walk up to them, that's a great icebreaker. Hey, how you doing? Do you need assistance? And if that per- that if that person, 99 uh, percent of the time, they will understand what that means. Blind people have been trained um, not just to to navigate themselves with their cane or their dog, um, but also with another Other person. People. And so when you ask if they need assistance, they will grab your elbow, and you'll basically just walk a step in front of them kind of as an anchor. And so, like, if there's steps coming up, you're like, hey, we're about to walk up some steps. But we feel everything a step early because of that person a step ahead of us guiding, right? Damn. And so, like, we you, – you can tell us the stairs are there. You also don't have to because we're going to feel you walk up the stairs and we're just going to follow with you. You open a door. If it's the left door, hey, I got the left side of the door opening.
0: And got, you can feel that.
1: Yeah, or I got the right side of the door opening. You walk in wherever you're going and you, you briefly explain where we are, what you're doing. And then once you're in the building or wherever that blind person needs to go, where do you need to go from here, right? Because just – taking someone to a random place and then leaving. That's the same. Now now they're in the same situation. So that is a great way to approach someone who's blind. And they'll maybe say no, right? And you don't even have to walk away after that. You can still – we like to, you know, shoot the breeze too. Hey, did you see that game last night? How about this weather?
0: So you don't all the time have to talk about your disability. No. But
1: it is a great icebreaker to say, do you need
0: assistance? Just like you wouldn't want people to just come up and just talk about you as a woman and not. I
2: want them to talk about me as a congresswoman.
0: As a congresswoman. <laughs>
2: there
0: she is. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to jump out of here. Uh, thank you very much, Kat, for coming and visiting. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you, Caitlin. Caitlin, which would I you rather? think that's rather? the first
2: time you've said my full name on so the, I call the podcast. It's Caitlin.
0: I'm Cad. Which one do you?
2: I don't care. It's okay. all good.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, for Cat, for John Candy, I'm Barack Obama. This has been
0: the we are not prepared. prepared. Bye-bye. Bye bye. bye, bye, bye.